Today's daf is daf non test, page 59, in the Hedegit Meseches Nedorim. And we are going to pick up on daf non test. We're going to pick up from Mosiv, which is the very last word on the top line of non test, Amaralu 59a. And let us remind ourselves of the sugi, of the topic. So the case was Yishmael had a shaila. His shaila was if you have an onion, an onion that is picked in the Shemitah year, in the seventh year, and then you replant it in the eighth year, and it grows, it more than doubles in size. His question was whether or not you are obligated in Miser. So we tried bring. Um, I'm sorry, whether it, it retains Kedusha Shemitah, right, uh, or not. Now, it would impact Miser as well, because if it doesn't have Kedusha Shemitah, then it becomes yours, and it would obligate the Miser. So the bottom line is, the, we, we proved that the, we would follow majority, we would follow Rife. Okay. Now, the Gemara has a question. Masiv Rami Bar Here we go. Rami Bar asked a challenging question. A person says, I'm making a kainam, these fruits I will not eat. Kainam heim alpi. Or he says that these fruits are going to be a kainam, like a carbon, to my mouth. Kainam heim lifi, on my mouth. Or kainam heim lifi means to my mouth. Our Mishnah said, not only is it going to be forbidden for him to eat these fruits, you cannot even eat anything that these fruits are exchanged for, or anything that grows from the fruits. If you replant these fruits, or you take the seeds and plant them, whatever grows from these fruits are going to be usher as well. Sha'ani oichel v'sha'ani toyim. If he says, I'm making a kainam from me eating or me tasting, then mutter b'chilufei megidilayim. You can't eat it itself, but it is going to be permitted to eat whatever it's changed for, exchanged for, or whatever you planted uh, and grew later on. B'dabr shazarei kala. And this is true by something that's zarei kala. If you were to plant the seeds, the seeds are kala, they get ruined, they decompose first, and then they completely regrow. That's where we say it's mutter bechilufeim vagidulayim. Avol b'dabrash ein zarekola b'afilagidulay gidulinatsur. Let's say it's a type of item like an onion, where the seed does not completely uh, disintegrate, does not completely dis- uh, com- does not completely decompose. Then it's going to remain forbidden. So, I, so what's going to happen over here is you have an onion, you replant the onion, and more onion grows. You see, as long as the, any amount that's there, the original onion, did not decompose, everything is going to be usher. And we don't say that newer growths are mevatel, nullify the original growth. The Gemara is asking a beautiful, beautiful, challenging question over here. We started out today reminding ourselves that the Gemara had paskin. If I have an onion that I pluck in the seventh year, and I replant in the eighth year, and the more the doubles in size, it loses its kayach. Ask the Gemara, you understand. If you have something like an onion, that in order to grow more, doesn't completely decompose, it remains usher forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Because it never decomposed. The original prohibition never decomposed. This seems to imply there's no nullification. So why do we say there is nullification? Amar Rababa says, shiny kainamites. When you make an expression of a kainam, it is different. We're more strict. Tayobi by Mitchell alive. Because by a kainam, it's possible to go ask She'ela on the nether. You can go get the nether removed. And since it's within your kayach, it's within your power. To remove the kainam, it's considered like a davar matirin. And remember, what's the halacha? If you have something that you yourself can completely 
kasherize, we'll call it, and make it no problem at all. There's no nullification. Ain't but the Beautiful. When do we rely on, on nullification in majority? That's when I have to. There's no other way for me to be allowed to eat this unless I say it's nullified in 60. My cheese falls in to the chalent. If it's nullified in 60, fine. Because there's no other way, nothing I can do to separate that cheese again. It's a double she'en matir. Can't. Can't matir unless you have nullification. But if I have an opportunity to remove, like we learned yesterday, the whole problem in the first place, we don't rely on nullification. So that's what Rav is saying. Rav says, by a kainam, you know why we don't say you could rely on majority and even the later gidulin, if it doesn't decompose, the later gross are going to be a problem. That's because you could remove the vow. You can go to a rabbi and remove the vow. You can go to Chacham. Ask the Gemara, Vari Truma, Dibai, Mitchell, Allah, Truma also. You could remove this that you established, this specific food that you established to be Truma. And still, Ubatli Barayv. We still follow, it could be both on the majority. How do you know the time we learned in the Mishnah? Sa'a truma tamea, shavala pachas mimea, chulin. Let's have a sa'a truma tamea that falls into less than a, it's less than a, um, it's more than a hundredth, because it fell into less than a hundredth. Sa'a of chulin. The lucka is, the lucka is, teira cave. Teira cave means you have to let it spoil. Hala mea, sala. But let's say there was bitl mea. It could be nullified in a hundred. It's going to be okay. Ask the Gemara, why is it okay? It's Dalvar Shiesh Lamatirn. It could become Mutter anyway. Just ask Sheila's Chacham. Have a Chacham remove the Kayach, remove the Kedushas uh, Truma from this. So, Gemara says, so in other words, the Gemara is just asking, you see, the fact that you can go to a Chacham is not enough to make this a Dalvar Shiesh Lamatirn. The Gemara answers, Amri Betruma Biad Kainaskin. The case why we can't go and nullify it, the, why we can't go and ask Sheila, and therefore there is nullification 100 is because we're dealing with a, st- a story where he already gave over the truma to Kayin. Once the truma is given over to Kayin, you can't go back to the Chacham and say, oh, by the way, you know, I, I didn't mean for that to be truma. The Kayin has this. Nothing you can do about it anymore. It's not in your yacht. It's not in your control. But if it would be, still be in your hand, maybe we still would say there's no nullification at all because it's a Davar. Fine. Ask the Gemara, if so, say the end of the Mishnah, if the Truma, instead of it being a Truma Tameya that fell into Chulun, it was Truma Tahira, so you should sell it to a Kayin. So if you're selling it to a Kayin, it means the Kayin doesn't have it yet. So why give me an answer by saying, oh, the Kayin already has it, and that's right, there's no longer the ability to Sheilas Chacham. It's not true. The Kayin doesn't have it, because we're dealing with cases where you could sell it to a Kayin. Our answer is, We're dealing with, ready for this? You have a grandson, you have a regular Yid, whose mother's father, so his mother came from a family of Kahanim. His grandfather was a Kayan. He inherits his grandfather. Now, his grandfather, ready for this case? Here we go. Call it, Aaron Hakayan has a son of Lazar, who, I'm sorry, Aaron Akayin has a daughter, uh, Sarah, who has a son, Chaim. Fine. Chaim is Aaron Akayin's grandson. Chaim inherits Aaron Akayin who passed away. Fine. So Aaron Akayin received Shuma before he died. Can it 
can the who were, the the owner who originally had the truma can he remove the truma? No, he can't remove kedusha's truma because Aaron Akain already had. Now you have a grandson whose name is Chaim, who's in Yisrael. He inherited this truma. He's not allowed to eat it. Why not? He's not a kain. So what do we say? Oh, it's given over. Salta kain. What the Gemara is doing with this answer is giving us a case where just because we said sell it to a kain doesn't necessarily mean it hasn't been given over to kain. Maybe it already was given over to the kain, but that kain died and now his grandson inherits it. Okay. So the Gemara says that can't be the case. But in the end of the Seifa, in the end of the Mishnah, I'm sorry, the Seifa of the Mishnah, we learn, You sell it to a kain besides for the amount of the saw that fell in, you minus whatever chulin was originally in there, or the truma tamea. So you see that we're dealing with a case where truma fell into chulin before it's given to a kayin. If it hasn't yet been given to a kayin, we still should be capable of she'elas chacham. And if so, why are we saying sell it? Okay. So Mara says you're right. Mara says you're right. So we still need to understand how it's shaykh, how it's possible to have bittel, to have nullification if it's a davar sheyesh loy matirin. Because again, usually according to Rav Yanai, by a davar sheyesh loy matirin, something that's capable of eventually coming being mutter again, you can't rely on nullification. Says Gemara, rather say, I'll tell you the difference between kainam and our case. When it comes to a kainam, there's actually a mitzvah to remove the vat. We're going to see that whenever a nether is made, plan A is to remove the kainam. That's plan A. It's a mitzvah to remove vows through 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 a nullification of a chacham. Because Rav Nassim's reason, Dhamma Rav Nassim, Rav Nassim says, Learned this earlier. Anybody makes a nether, it's as if you brought a bama. What's a bama? An unnecessary altar that was not meant to be built, shouldn't be built, and now you're being ultra religious in a wrong way. So too would a vow. Trying to be religious by prohibiting more things on yourself. It's like a bama. You're elevating yourself, and it's wrong. You're not supposed to do it. And a person who keeps the nether around, when you made the nether, you got to follow it. Fine. But you know what you're supposed to do afterwards? Get rid of it. And if you don't get rid of it, it's as if you brought the katiris on it. So you see, there's a mitzvah to remove kainamais. Fine. Since there's a mitzvah to remove kainamais, we're going to say that there's no bittel. It's a dover sheyesh by matirin. Why is it a yesh by matirin? By a kainam? Because you have a chiv to do this. You have an obligation. Get rid of the vows. You're not supposed to have vows. Truma, my mitzvah, literally Allah. However, when it comes to truma, is there a mitzvah to go to a chacham to remove the truma? No. Truma's meant to be given. There's a mitzvah to be given. We don't, we're not going to tell you, oh, go, go to a chacham and you know, say you... We're not going to do that. Truma Shuma. Sigmar says there's a very clear difference between Davar Shiyeshtoi Matirin of Truma and Davar Shiyeshtoi Matirin of Kainam. In that, by one, Sheilas Chacham is expected, and therefore it's a Yeshtoi Matirin, and you cannot rely on nullification. 
That's by a kainam, by a truma. We're not going to consider it a dabar sheish matim. A dabar she ain't by matim. Ah, you could go to a chacham, fine. We don't want you to do that. You're supposed to leave truma as is, leave it. Leave it. Still consider dabar she ain't by matirin, and therefore there could be nullification by truma. Beautiful. Kufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Amr Rabbi Yechonon Rechonon says, Litra B'Tzalim Shetikna Zerov, you have a leader of Batzal, of onions. Shetikna, that a person fixed it up. What do you mean he fixed it up? You made a kosher, you separated your chumas, separated your maestres, Uzra, and then you replanted the onion. You wanted to get more, you want to grow more onions. Mis Aseres Lefikula. Okay, so you're going to take Meiser according to the complete amount that you have after the new growth. Okay, which seems to imply, I already separated Meiser from my original onion, and then I replant it. I'm going to have to even separate from the original amount that I took from already. Yosef Rabbi Kamalei Shmeitzer, so Rabbi was saying over, he said over this halacha. I don't understand what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's hard to understand. You already separated Jumas and Mises from the original amount, from the principal onion. Now you're replanting the ground. Even that original onion, you're going to have to separate Jumas and Mises from? Try explaining that to anybody. I don't understand. What are we, twice? Twice on the original amount? What's the deal? He says to him, Me Didn't we learn that this is Taqat Allah? Why are you so bothered by this? About having to separate Shumas and Isis from the original amount again. Why we learned in a Mishnah, Batsalim, onions, You have onions. These onions had no holiness. No holiness. Rashi over here says, Batsalim, Badam Rashi, Shalshishis. Let's say, for example, grew in the sixth year, Vachul. Now it rained on them, and Vitzimchu. They were Tzameach. They sprouted. Shamshin and Falhirsh. We'll just focus on this word for a minute. It says the word Tzameach, sprouting, has the same, has a phonetic connection to Sameach. Sameach is joy, happiness, gladness. Tzameach is growth. Shamshin and Falhirsh says, Phonetic relationships matter. And you're learning, we see from the word simcha is connected to simcha. The more a person grows, the more simcha they have. There has to be real internal growth sprouting that's existing in order to have simcha. Okay, let's turn to Amad Beis. Back into our situation. Imhayu, so that you have this onion, no kedusha. Now it's shmita and it rains and it grows more. Imhayu olin shalahem shkairim asurim. If the leaves were dark, which means it was strong... Right? Um, so then we're going to say, Aser. Why? Because we're going to say that this, it's a sign of strong additional growth, and we have to say that that has Kedusha Shemitah. Hayriku, but let's say they're Hayriku. Hayriku means it's yellowish green. So then, Mutar, it's going to be allowed. Didn't impact it enough. The seventh year rain didn't impact it enough to bring on extra, you know, Kedusha. Says the Gemara, Bechishcherim HaMayasurim. Just because it's darker leaves that seems to have a greater impact on the onion. Why is it Asardina? Why do we say it's, it has Kedusha Shemitah? Why don't we ask the same idea and say, one second. 
Where is the original sixth-year heter? Good question. In other words, like this. In the case where you have an onion, you separate trumas and mysers. You replanted the onion, and now you're going to have to take new trumas and mysers because there's new growth. We said you have to even take trumas and mysers on the original amount. We said, that doesn't make any sense. He says, why not? If you have an onion that grew in the sixth year, and now it grows a little more in the seventh year to a point where it impacts the original onion, the darker leaves, the whole thing becomes usher. Yes, why? Well, according to your logic, that, no thing, that when you replant it, there's no reason to have another chumasomysis. Why don't we see the same thing over here? Just because it grew in the seventh year, why should that usher up what grew in the sixth year? That's already misaki, and that's already fixed up. Like chumasomysis were taken, for example, you know, so to speak. It was kosher, it was kosher. Now something happened in the seventh year, you're going to unkosherize it? It's the same idea. Okay? So you see that original growth could, imp- uh, 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 later growth can impact original growth. Amarle, he says back to him, Mi No, when the Misha says, if there's darker leaves, it's going to cause Shemitah to the original amount? No. It's the additional growth, that's what's going to be us. But the original amount stays in place. And therefore, we're back to our question. Why, if you plant an onion, if you pick an onion, and you separate chumas and mices, then you replant it, so you're going to have to take chumas and mice again on the original amount. It's already okay. Says the Gemara, Yachi, if that's the case, if so, my Yosef, what's the Shingmiel coming to teach us the Tanya? We learned in a Bryce, Reb Shingmiel, Reb Shingmiel says, Hagodel bechiyov chayev. Something that grows bechiyov. Chayev over here is referring to with kedusha shmita. Something that grows, <coughs> excuse me, with the holiness of shmita. Chayev. It's going to be obligated in the requirements of shmita. Hagodel beptur. Something that grows in petur. What is you putter? It doesn't have kedusha shmita. Call it the sixth year. Allah is Pater. You're not obligated in Kedusha Shemitah at all. Tanakama nami hachikam. But according to Tanakama, it seems to be the same thing. Meaning, the, whatever grew additionally is going to be Aser. The original thing is going to be Mutter. Tanakama seems to be the same as Shem Gamil. So it doesn't seem to be a Machoikis. So Gemara says, you're right. Tanakama is a Shem Gamil. Kula Mastis and Shem Gamil Katanila. The entire Mishnah is Rav Shem Gamil. Okay, now, if the entire message is Rishim Gamliel, how does this figure out? When did we mention Rishim Gamliel's halacha? That is where loy katarach. Okay, the person himself did not put any sort of tircha, did not put any sort of effort to cause the new growth to remove the kedusha of the original growth. Okay, in other words, like this. Where does Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel say? If I have an onion, I replant it and it grows further. That new growth doesn't change the original growth. It only doesn't change the original growth if you didn't put effort into it. You didn't put effort into it. But let's say you did put effort into it. Meaning you actively did some process to cause it to grow more. So it's not growing because it rained on it, for example. It's growing because you actually replanted it. 
So then, Batal Baruba, we taka will say it is Batal Baraif. It will become nullified in, uh, in Raif. Okay? Why? You did it. You actively did it. So you, <laughs> when you actively take your original onion, you replant it, it grows more. Fine. So we're going to say the new growth is what you wanted. And now it's Raif. Nullifies what's there originally. It's all with intent. Just because he put tirchin and he purposely wanted, he put effort in, that's going to cause bittel berayv. What about if if a person has the case that we spoke about um, yesterday towards the bottom of nun chesam a person takes a liter of of um, Tevel, so it's grain, produce, that wasn't tithed, the Katarach, he did this on purpose, he replanted the Katanium, so we learned, you're going to take that original leader out of the calculation, so you see, that just because you had Das, doesn't remove any original obligation, so Mara says, don't worry about it, not a challenge, you know why? Shmita Meiser, different. Shiny Gabi Meiser, the Yomakro, Aser Ta Aser Bechul. By Meiser it says, you shall surely tithe. Okay. What does that mean? Aser Ta Aser. Surely tithe means, take Meiser, even when there's Meiser taken. Aser Ta Aser. Take Meiser from that which was already tithe. Because you purposely went and replanted it. Vahetera Zare Inshi. Now, it's mutter, zare inchi, uh, something that people usually plant. That's going to be a, a problem. I'm sorry, that's going to be mutter, meaning your, the original trumas and maestras that you separated, that, that uh, is commonly done, will say you're not obligated to re-maestr. Isura zare inchi. But they're not going, people in general are not going to plant something that is usher. Okay, so what does that mean? Aser to aser, you shall surely tithe as called tvuas zarecha. What's zarecha? Something that was yours. Zarecha, something that was yours. What, is, what does it mean that the seeds were mine? What it means is, it was kosher for me to have, it's kosher for me to eat. I, I went through the whole process and uh, I took trumas, I took maizers, there was no problem at all. That's where we say that you're allowed to go back and plant those items. However, if I go ahead and I plant tevel, something that was ne- something that was uh, never tithed, so then it's taka going to remain uh, it's, that it's taka going to remain usher. So The Gemara here is answering that there's you know don't ask. We had a question. Don't ask how can you tell me there's bittel berayv whenever there's tircha. It's not true. I'll show you a case where there's where there's tircha and there's no bittel berayv. So the Gemara is answering. You're right. But it depends. When there's tircha of something that's yours, we'll say it's batal b'rayv. But if you replant something that was usher for you to have, because it remained tevel, that's taka what we're going to say, even if there's further growth, it's not going to be nullified in the majority. Okay, period, end of that sugya. Let's just wrap up today's daf, and we're going to pick up from here tomorrow, Bez Hashem. Uh, we're almost uh, done, the seventh parak in Adarim. But uh, let's, I don't want to go too far. I don't want to finish the whole parak today because uh, tomorrow's daf is uh, not too long either. 
But uh, let's at least wrap up the daf, and then we'll restart from here. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Amr of Hanina Tirta'a, Rav Hanina from Tirta'a said, Amr Rabbiana in the name of Rabbiana, Batsal shall truma shenatu. If I have an onion that was separated as shuma, it already has kedusha shuma, and I plant it. Verabu gedulav ali kari. And now, it more than doubled in size. Mutter. The whole onion is mutter. Why? Because only the original amount was truma. Whatever grew from truma is now, so that original amount that was truma is like batal b'raif. It's now nullified in the majority of the new growth. Ask the Gemara, Lememra, do you mean to say, the Gidule, Tapa Tomorrow's Dav, Heter, Malin, Esa, Iser? Do you mean to say that the new growth that's Mutter, Ma'alin, goes up above, takes over, nullifies the Iser, the original Truma? Vatanan, but we learned in a Mishnah, Gidule, Truma, Truma. Whatever grows from truma is also truma. So don't tell me, oh, you had an original onion that was truma. Well, you planted the onion. And now the new growth, which is not truma, nullifies the original growth. So now nothing's truma. Yes, wait a second. If you plant truma and it grows more stuff, that stuff's also truma. Even the new growth is truma. So <laughs> the new growth is nullifying the old one to do what? It's all truma anyway. Stark a question. To which the Gemara answers, Begidule Gidulin Ka'amrina. That's referring to Gidule Gidulin. Things that grow from the growths. I.e., for example, if you plant truma and it makes more, that remains truma. However, what that additional growth creates is actually not going to be, not going to have the status of truma. Meaning, the growths of that which comes out of the growths of truma, that can nullify the original forbidden amount. Okay, that's the Gemara's answer. We're going to hold it here for today. And Besham, tomorrow we will restart from Gufa, wrap up this uh, beautiful and fascinating topic. And... Um, Bez Hashem, we will be zaycheh to finish the seventh parak tomorrow and begin the eighth parak of Mesachas Hadarim. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.